0: And certainly we gave Musa, Musa alayhi salam, tis'ah ayatin bayinat. Nine. What does nine mean? Nine. Ayatin. What are ayat? Signs, miracles. And these miracles were bayinat, evident. Like physical, evident. Plain to see, open, right before people's eyes. Something that they couldn't deny. You know, what is bayin? Visible, clear. So bayinat, these evidences were clear. Because the mushrikeen of Makkah were constantly demanding miracles. If you show us this miracle, we'll believe in you. You show us a garden in Makkah, with beautiful date palms and grapevines and a river running in the middle, and we'll believe that you're a messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we gave miracles to Musa Not one, not two, not three, nine. So that he would show those miracles to Fir'aun and his people. But did Fir'aun believe? No. Because the one who wants to believe, he doesn't need to see a miracle. He needs to know the haqq. He needs to know the message. And that's sufficient for guidance. He doesn't need to see a miracle. Because you judge truth by what it is. Not by something else. What were these nine miracles that were given to Musa a.s.? What do you think? At the top of the list would be what? First of all, The staff, the asa. Okay. Was it bayyin? Was it like a clear miracle? Of course it was. Musa a.s. throws it, turns into a snake. And then he threw it again, and it turned into a snake. And what happened? It consumed the snakes, the magic of the magicians. Musa a.s. threw it in the water, and the water parted. Right? Okay, so this was one miracle. Second? Second miracle? The glowing hand, Yadul bayda. Musa was told, put it in your you know, shirt, Jaybik, Adhkil, Yadaka fi Jaybik, Takhruj bayda. It came out glowing. Imagine shining hand, Min ghari su'. Without any defect. Imagine shining, glowing hand. It's not like it's on fire, it's burning or anything. It's glowing. This was a miracle. Okay. What other miracle? No, the Torah came afterwards. Okay? These were miracles or signs, evident signs that were given to Musa alayhi that happened at the hands of Musa alayhi during his time with who? With the people of Fir'aun. Yes? Good. So earlier we learned about, first of all, the years of famine. So that's the third miracle. Years of famine. Drought. Lack of food. And Fir'aun and his people would go to Musa a.s. and say, make dua to your Lord to remove this from us. If He will remove it from us, we will believe in you. Because they understood that this famine is because of you know, our treatment of Musa. Then tufan. The fourth was tufan. Floods, storms. Then jarad, locusts. Imagine locusts everywhere. Eating up you know, their fields, their crop. Then kummal. What are kummal? Lice. Just imagine. It's basically the entire nation got infested with lice. And it wasn't just lice in their bodies, but you know, animals even, they have their own kind of lice. What are they called? Ticks or fleas, right? And then you also have them in crop, food. And this is the reason why you always need pesticides. So imagine the entire nation infested at every level, people, animals, food, everything. And then each time something like this happened, they would go to Musa a.s. and say, please make dua, have this removed from us and we will believe. Musa would make dua, it would be removed, but they wouldn't believe. So then the next one would come. And what was the next one? The fadir, frogs. Imagine walking into your kitchen opening your closet and cupboard and frogs jumping out in food, in water, everywhere frogs, frogs, frogs Adam, blood all the water turned into blood can you imagine a lake or a river that is all blood when you see blood what happens? I mean just the color of blood itself is so distressing isn't it? And if it's on your body, again, it's so distressing. You want to get rid of it. What do you get rid of it with? Water? But you don't have any water. Everything's blood. And then, ridges, plagues, disease. One after the other. So, tisa آيَاتٍ bayinat. There were clear evidences, clear proofs, that Musa was a messenger. Allah says, al bani israel. You don't trust Muhammad wasallam? go ask the Bani Israel. Go ask... The children of Israel, the Yahud, asked them. when he came to them, meaning when Musa a.s. came to the Bani Israel, he came to Firaun فقال لَهُ Firaun, but Firaun said to him, إِنِّي لَأَظُنُّكَ Musa Indeed I think of you, O Musa, as Mashur. What did Firaun say to Musa? A.s.? I think you are bewitched. You have been affected by magic. Someone has done magic on you. So in other words, you're crazy. You're not using your mind. Because you're saying something that doesn't make sense. You're doing something that doesn't make sense. What did Musa a.s. say that was so shocking? What did he say? There is one God. And secondly, let the Bani Israel go. Don't oppress them. What's so crazy about the statement? What's so crazy about it? Nothing. But Fir'aun, he just made an issue out of it. So he said... Inni la'azunuka ya Musa mashura. Someone's done magic on you, you're crazy, there's something wrong with your aql. You know, like if someone's not behaving normally, what do people say? Maybe some jinn has affected her. Or maybe someone's done magic on her. No, really, it happens. You know, many times it happens that children, if they're behaving like normal children sometimes, and when teenagers are behaving like normal teenagers, their parents think that someone has done magic on them. They don't want to accept acknowledge the issues that their teenager is going through and they think somebody's done magic somebody's done magic so Fir'aun did the same thing he said Musa somebody's done magic on you قال Musa said Mashoor can also be understood as one whom magic has been taught magic has been done on you or magic has been given to you meaning magic has been taught to you so what you're performing is basically all magic قال Musa said لَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ certainly you know Ma anzala ha'ula. None has sent these. These? These Ayati bayinat. Sent? Meaning, the frogs coming on you, your water turning into blood, this plague one after the other, this flood and this drought and all these, you know, frogs and locusts and one after the other. You know, you are aware that none has sent these upon you, illa except Rabbu Samawati wal the Lord of the skies and the earth. And why has He sent these on you? Basair. Something to open your eyes. As something that might wake you up. basair is a plural of بَصِيرَة And what Basirah? Insight. You know, one is the vision of the eyes. And the other is a vision of the heart. The vision of the eye, you see a child crying. Vision of the heart, he's got a dirty diaper. You understand? That you know why something is happening. What's the story behind it? What's the reality of it? You understand? Like for another example could be, the vision of the eye is you see somebody mad. The vision of the heart is, oh, they didn't like what I said to them. Alright? This is basira, And basirah is basically what? You're using your mind. You're thinking. Because what happens sometimes, we see somebody upset, but we don't think about why they're upset. We're like, yeah, whatever. Their problem. They can be like that. No, think about it. Did you say something to them that made them upset? Did you do something that made them upset? And when a person behaves like this, yeah, okay, they're upset. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Really, you didn't realize? The way they were walking and the way they were talking to you, you didn't understand that they were upset? What does that show? What does that show? That you don't use your mind. And about the hypocrites, what do we learn? of They don't understand. They don't see. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent these signs as basair. As something that would open the eyes of your heart. And something that would enable you to see the truth in Musa a.s. As something that would enable you to realize the truth about what Musa a.s. is telling you. These are proofs, these are evidences of his truthfulness. la لَأَظُنُّكَ Musa a.s. replied to Fir'aun, I think about you, Ya Fir'aun, O Fir'aun, that you are Mathbura, You are Mathbur. you You're destroyed. You're headed to your own destruction. Sooner or later, you're going to finish. Because look at all that has come upon you, one after the other. The frogs, and the locusts, and the lice, and the, you know, water turning into blood, and the floods, and the drought. I mean, what's next? What's next? Logically, if you think about it, what's next? Complete destruction. What are you headed towards, O Fir'aun? Wake up. Open your eyes. Look what you're doing to yourself. Mathbur is basically from the word thubur, thabara. And thubur is when a wound gets infected. Just imagine a big wound Or for instance, somebody goes for surgery, and then what happens? That big wound, it gets infected. And a person has high fever. They're given antibiotics, but not working. And the wound is just getting worse and worse and worse. What does that show? It's a big warning sign. Isn't it? Which is why if you go through any procedure, even if it's very small, what do they tell you? If you have fever, don't wait for anything, go straight to ER. Because it could be something very serious. Right? So this is what subur is. Mathbur is someone whose wound has gone bad. I mean, they're going to die sooner or later. They're going to finish. Now look at the response of Musa alayhi salam. Look at these two ayat. Fir'aun says, Inni la لَأَظُنُّكَ يَا مُوسَى مَزْحُورًا Musa a.s. Musa says, لَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ مَا أَنزَلَ هؤلاء إِلَّا رَبُّ السماوات والأرض بصائر وَإِنِّي يَا فِرْعَوْنُ مثبورا. Who seems really confident here? Who seems confident? Musa salam He's not scared of Fir'aun. He's not. Fir'aun calls him crazy. He calls him someone who's been taught magic or someone on whom magic has been done. And Musa a.s. responds to him. He says, no, I think you're going to die very soon. You're headed to your own destruction. Look at what all has happened to you since I've come. فَأَرَادَ أَن يَسْتَفِزَّهُمْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ Fir'aun, he intended, he wanted, يستفزهم, to drive them away. الأرض, from the earth. Now look at this word, yastafizza. What's the root? فَزَيْزَيْ Does that remind you of something? What? وَسْتَفْزِزْ Right? To frighten someone. That's what shaitan was told. That go and frighten and unsettle them, move them from their place. So, Fazani Fulan is what? That someone frightened me to the point that I left my place and I went somewhere else. I couldn't stay there anymore. You know like, if a person has a bad neighbor, really bad neighbor, so what happens? They get really disturbed. And when they get disturbed, they say, I can't stay here anymore. I have to get up and leave. So this is what is meant by فَزَّنِي fulanun. So Fir'aun wanted to do this to the Bani Israel. He wanted to remove them from the earth. Had he frightened the Bani Israel? Of course. How? He had enslaved them. He had tortured them. Abused them. You know, put them to extremely hard labor. Killing their children. Their boys especially. Enslaving their women. He really wanted to finish the Bani Israel. Remove them from the earth. Unsettle them. You know, like a genocide literally. He wanted to finish them. And this is the reason why he was killing their boys. And this happened twice. At Around the time when Musa a.s. was born, that Fir'aun, he ordered that all the boys, baby boys of the Bani Israel be killed. And then second time this happened again, when Musa a.s. came as a prophet, in order to further control the Bani Israel and show them his dominance over them, he ordered that all the boys of the Bani Israel be killed. Just imagine. So he intended to finish them. min al Ard. But who was finished and who was removed from the earth? Fir'aun himself. فَأَغْرَقْنَاهُ But we drowned him. وَمَمَّعَهُ And those who were with him, those who supported him. Jamia all together. Regardless of their huge numbers and regardless of their power, all of them were drowned, all of them were finished. Because Literally the Bani Israel were scared, they were frightened so much by Firaun that they had to get up and leave. They fled from Egypt. Didn't they? At night they were told leave. So they left in order to save their lives. So Firaun intended to Yastafizzahum Min al Ard. However, what happened? Who got removed from the earth? Firaun pursued them, the sea was split. Bani Israel crossed the sea safely, and Fir'aun came after them. فَأَغْرَقْنَاهُ وَمَمَّعَهُ جميعا. What do we learn from this? What's the lesson in this? Your questions are coming, your quiz is coming. I'm just preparing you for that. Okay. So, what do we learn from this ayah? Fir'aun tried to finish Bani Israel. Who got finished? Fir'aun himself. وَلَا يَحِيقُ المكر Ilā The evil plot does not encompass except its own people. When someone tries to harm the other, who is he harming in reality? Himself. He won't be able to harm others. He will harm himself first. Fir'aun wanted to finish Bani Israel. He was finished. He wanted to end, completely end their race. And what happened? Firaun and his people, their civilization wiped out. Wiped out. Their buildings, their structures stand today, but the people are gone. Their children, their descendants don't even remain. Exactly. The truth always prevails. And when the truth is clear, and a person doesn't accept, no matter how much he is in denial of it, can he really deny it? How long can he avoid it? I mean, so many warning signs were given, Right? But like we learned earlier, such people will be blind on the Day of Judgment. He was literally blind towards all those warning signs. He closed his eyes, closed his ears, didn't want to see, didn't want to accept, didn't want to acknowledge that these were warning signs. And many times this happens, we're doing something wrong, we're given a warning sign. Something happens that serves as a warning, but we don't take a lesson. We pretend as if everything is fine and everything will be okay, but everything is not fine. And it doesn't remain okay. Sooner or later we suffer the consequences of our own mistakes. You know like once a person was caught committing theft. And he said that, oh please, please let me go, please let me go, I've done this for the first time, I'll never do it again. Promise, promise. What was he told? Not possible that you did this for the first time and now you're caught. It's got to be the second or third or fourth or fifth time. Because when a person does something wrong, the first time Allah gives him a warning. There is some warning. You know, either the voice of your heart tells you, makes you feel horrible, makes you feel guilty, or through something else that happens, you're taught that what you did was wrong. You better not do it again. But when a person ignores those warning signs, and he keeps indulging in that same wrong again and again and again, then yes, Allah lets him do it. He extends the rope for him. But then what happens? That person is caught. And once he's caught, that's it chances over. فَأَرَادَ أَن يَسْتَفِزَّهُم مِّنَ الْأَرْضِ But what happened? فَأَغْرَقْنَاهُ وَمَمَّعَهُ وَقُلْنَا And we said, مِنْ بعده, After him, meaning after Fir'aun. Fir'aun was finished. Just imagine what a great relief that must have been for the Bani Israel. Their enemy Fir'aun drowns in front of them. His people drowned in front of them. Like in Surah Al-Baqarah, we learn, وَأَنتُمْ تَنْظُرُونَ You are watching, you were looking when Fir'aun was drowned. So, afterwards, when their enemy was finished, وَقُلْنَا مِنْ بَعْدِهِ لِبَنِي Israelِ The Bani Israel were told, الْأَرْضِ Live on the earth. You're free. Your enemy is gone. Now you have freedom on the earth. You have power on the earth. You have authority. Because when there's somebody out there to hurt you, to harm you, to abuse you, you feel trapped. You feel so restricted, you're oppressed, you can't even breathe. But what happened? That enemy was removed and the Bani Israel are told, "Uskunul Now you live on the earth. A lot of the times if we have like a mutual person we don't like, and we find out something bad happened to them, you sometimes feel, you know, happy that this is punishment for what they did to me. But the Bani Israel were given that relief from all the punishment he, he had given them. They got to see their enemy right in front of them being punished. And then after that they're told, you live on the earth, it's your chance to live. Fir'aun's time is over, his chance is finished. Now you live in true freedom. Uskunul ard And ard over here means earth in general, wherever you are. And if you take it more specifically, then it refers to their homeland. Because that's where they were headed to once they left Egypt. Right? And what is their homeland? What was mentioned at the beginning of the surah. alladhi barakna hawlahu so that is the place where they were told to go, فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ <الْآخِرَة> Then when the promise will come, which promise? The promise of the Akhirah. جِئْنَا بِكُمْ Lafifa, <لفيفة> We will bring all of you Lafif together in one gathering. What does it mean by this? That the Bani Israel were told, you live on the earth, And when the last promise will come, when the promise of the Akhirah will come, then all of you will be brought together in one place. This ayah has been understood in two ways. First of all, you live on the earth, Fir'aun is gone. Your chance to live. But then, when the promise of the hereafter, Al-Akhirah meaning the day of judgment, the hereafter, when that will happen, then all of you people will be gathered in one place. All of you people, the Bani Israel and Fir'aun. You understand? All of mankind will be brought together. And that is the reality of the Day of Judgment. Each and every single person will be brought. And you see this word lafif. Lafif is basically used for a mixed assembly, a large crowd in which many different types of people are present. It's like a mixed group, a mixed assembly. You know, for example, if it's a small group of people, then you say, okay, these are students of this class. Or this is such and such family. But when it's a huge crowd, then what do you say? It's the whole school. All the grades, all the classes. Hmm? So this is Lafif. Lafif Laf is basically to layer, to attach, you know, one thing with the other. And when many things are attached, layered one on top of the other, then it becomes huge in size. Right? Ta'amul Lafif. Food that is Lafif. It's used for food that has many ingredients. Many ingredients. You know, some foods, they taste good. Why? Because of their simplicity. It's one or two or three main ingredients and you can actually taste it and you enjoy it. But then sometimes you use something that's just full of everything. What do you taste? Nothing. What do you taste? What do you enjoy? Nothing. Nothing. It's like, you know, some people when they're cooking, they open up their cupboard and they're like, okay, I'll put this, 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 this. They mix all the seasonings, everything. And then it doesn't taste Pakistani, it doesn't taste Italian, it doesn't taste this or it doesn't taste that. What is it? I don't know. Hmm? And then you're wondering, so many vegetables and meats and rice and everything together in one place. What is that? A mush. I mean, you, you don't enjoy it. all right? I mean, to some extent, it's nice. You know, when certain ingredients, different ingredients are brought together, they're good. But when everything is brought together, it's a big mess. So, Ta'amul Lafif is food with many ingredients. Alfaf. al Alfafa. Same root. Gardens with intertwined growth. Meaning, so many trees. So many plants that the branches are like intertwined, mixed into each other. So now imagine Lafif. What a huge gathering it is. All types of people brought together in the hereafter. All colors, all races, all ages, you know, all eras. Everybody will be brought together. And in this is a message that your time on earth is limited. Fir'aun, his time was limited. And you, O oh people who are now living, your time is also limited. You're not here forever, so do something. Do something before your time expires. There is another meaning of this ayah. And that is that the Bani Israel are told, Uskunul Ard, uskunul Ard. Go live on the earth. Which earth? Your homeland. Palestine. فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ When the second promise will come. Second promise indicates there was a first promise. Remember at the beginning of the surah we learned that the Bani Israel were told, لَتُفْسِدُنَّ فِي الْأَرْضِ تعلّن عُلُوًا كَبِيرًا Two times you will cause great fasad on the earth. And the first time was mentioned in those ayat That when the first promise came true, then what happened? We sent against you Lana, بَأْسٍ شَدِيدٍ Fajasu, خِلَالَ الدِّيَارِ Right? They caused havoc. They destroyed you. And then the second promise about it, some scholars say it was already fulfilled. And I mentioned to you what that would mean. And others say that, no, this is referring to an event that will happen later in time, closer to the Day of Judgment. And that wa'dul akhirah. And what is mentioned about the second promise of the two? When the Bani Israel will cause great fasad, they will cause great fasad, what will happen at that time? Allah says, جِئْنَا la fifa. We will bring all of you together. Together where? In your homeland from all corners of the earth, from all parts of the earth, all of you will come together in one place, in your home country. You will leave every land and you will come here. And then you will cause great fasad. uluwan kabira. Now, in the Jewish history, Diaspora is something that's well known. right? That how over time, because they're one of the most ancient people, how over time, Jerusalem or Palestine being the most disputed land, what has happened? That in order to save their lives, the Bani Israel have always, tribes and groups of them have fled. Right? And this is the reason why there were Jews living in Medina. I mean, if you think about it, why were Jews living in Medina at the time of the Prophet Does it make sense? Why were they there? Because ages ago, they had to leave their homeland in order to save their lives. In Surah Al-Baqarah, we learned that the Bani Israel, they said that, لَقَدْ أُخْرِجْنَا مِنْ We were expelled from our homes and our children. We were evicted from our homeland. So this happened many times. That how they were forced to leave their homeland, and due to this reason, they were found all over the earth. I mean, even Indian Jews. Hmm? Likewise, in Arabia, in every corner of the world, in Africa, right? There's so many people all over the earth who claim to be of Jewish descent. Hmm? So they're basically spread out all over the earth. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says over here that when the second promise will come, we will bring all of you together in one place. You will leave your land wherever you are settled temporarily and you will return where? To your homeland. And then what's going to happen? Allahu a'lam. But this is a promise that Allah has mentioned in the Quran. I and mean, we see this today. That how they've left their homes everywhere and where have they gone? This land, right? Right? So jitna bikum lafifa. This is something that's mentioned in the Quran. Even we'll listen to the recitation of these
1: verses. فقال له في الرعون you something. Let me tell قال something. Let me إلا رب السماوات والأرض بصائر وإني لأظن الْعَاوُنُ مَثْبُورًا فَأَرَادَ أَنْ يَسْتَفِزَّهُمْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ فَأَغْرَقْنَاهُ وَمَنْ مَعَهُ جَمِيعًا وَقُلْنَا مِن بَعْدِهِ لِبَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ اسْكُنُوا الْأَرْضَ فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ الْآخِرَةِ جِئْنَا بِكُمْ لَفِيفًا